0: Candace and Ariel are not final girls.
1: Candace is second to last at best.
0: And Ariel is probably the killer.
1: This podcast is intended for fools, haters, and Wikipedia summary readers.
0: Listen on at your own risk. Welcome to our twisted mind. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a good look.
1: Body from our childhood memories. This is not your final girl. I'm Candice. I'm here hanging out with Ariel, and we are here today with our pal Travis, Travis Hunter from Pod Mortem podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of, I think, probably the funniest podcast that we listen to. <laughs> Absolutely, funniest horror podcast that we listen 100%. to. Hundred percent. I regularly (laughs) laugh out loud at this podcast, so just a shout out. Thanks for hanging out, Travis. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that, and I'm really glad to be here, too. Thanks for having me.
1: Hell yeah. We have such a fun double feature today, and it's one that... Lately, I've been trying to actually watch our double features, like one right after the other, To see how it kind of... See how it works. And it's hard. I've always had trouble actually watching, like, movies kind of back to back. I used to... I actually used to hang out with people who would watch just, like... They'd probably watch probably six to eight movies, like, over the course of an evening. But I wouldn't do that. I would be like, I'll see you... I'll see you later. (laughs) And I would, like, go fuck around for a while and, like, come back and see what was going on. And so I've, like, half seen a lot of extremely fucked up horror movies that way. (laughs) But... Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get into it. So I did watch these back to back. Hell yeah! Today we're doing Halloween, the John Carpenter classic, oh,
0: and yes. we're also
1: doing Poltergeist, Steven Spielberg, Toby Hooper classic. Also two classics, two yes. heavy two Titans today coming together. Yes, love to see it. Yes, two giants of horror. Travis, before we get into this, and I love that how this leads in. What is your earliest horror memory? It honestly memory? leads
2: in like so perfectly. Amazing. <laughs> I do remember when I was very young, I believe kindergarten for my first horror memory, memory, which is actually very early. Whenever I was in kindergarten, we got out of school like at ten fifteen for some reason. I guess they didn't trust us to be away from home for too long. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> but <laughs> um, like, Get sister, out of here. Yeah, seriously. I appreciated it. I was glad to get out of there. But my sister was in second grade, so she stayed the full day, uh, my condolences. And (laughs) I would get picked up by my mom, and we would go home, and we would always flip on some kind of horror movie and watch it together. And it was usually either a universal horror movie or John Carpenter's Halloween. Hmm. And so my first one is right there, right back to this film. And uh, it's always kind of been there. It's like an old suspenseful friend.
0: Little sketchy friend in the shadows. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you love that. Always there. Always lurking. Mm -hmm. Always hiding conspicuously behind a bush at times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then slinking away out of sight. Yeah. (laughs) Look for it. Where is where to go? (laughs) Yeah, so have you found like I mean that's kind of a fun one because I feel like a lot of like early movies sometimes like don't hold up like later Mm -hmm. and this one is that's not the case this one is like yeah solid as fuck
2: I honestly I I was always wondering because I've shown this movie to friends as I've grown up and (laughs) I don't know if it's just a matter of taste because I've shown it to people that don't like it which always blows my mind and then I was always like well maybe it's a matter of it being like a nostalgic thing for me but then you see that it's like so well regarded that it's it's got to be something about it you know it's not just me mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah no mm-hmm.
0: it's definitely not I mean I've had people who aren't even horror fans like talk to me and are, who are my friends and are like angry because they're like hey I just watched Halloween and it's good and I'm mad that it's good because if I like wrote it out on paper it's just some bullshit <laughs> Do you know what I mean like it's just like yeah it's it's the most straightforward thing you could ever imagine, but it's so mm-hmm. damn good. They're like, why yeah. is this good? Am I stupid? I'm like, no, this is just a very it's just good It's really film. good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had, you know, it's funny, like, uh, I probably, like, my best friend in elementary school was fucking obsessed with Halloween, like, as a franchise, mm-hmm. and I had never seen it. I watched lots of fucked up stuff as a kid. It wasn't really about, like, not being allowed to watch fucked up movies it was that my parents were really snobby about that kind of shit and they didn't Mm. like slashers and thought Mm. they were like Mm lowbrow so they would never have wanted to watch it so I in turn was never like around it but my friend was like he had fucking like Michael Myers shirts like he like and he was really about like the Halloween franchise and pro wrestling which is two things that (laughs) is so funny like I've never been about pro wrestling but I always have Mm -hmm. friends who are Uh so I mean respect
2: no for sure I um I had my pro wrestling days, so I'm not gonna sit here and try to be highbrow. Yeah
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, we like we like played Halloween like we would he would like be Michael Myers. You and, would like role play yeah. it? Yeah, was... we would like he would like chase Love us all it. around the playground and like act like he was stabbing us and shit. Wait, how old were you? <laughs> Uh, Hello? probably, like, third through fifth grade was that was happening. Like,
0: okay, I was, like, I was role-playing, like, Aladdin back then. So. Yeah, we definitely well, did some child.
1: other shit. Yeah. Um, the, like, that was one of the games that we played. Amazing. I just remember at one point, like, we, we like, talked about, somebody mentioned, like, we haven't played Halloween in a long time, and he was like, <laughs> oh, you're right, I don't know why we stopped production on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was, like, very professional about it, so. Production. I was just yeah. talking to
2: my sister, we oddly both had projects in elementary school where we did based on John Carpenter's Halloween, and I huh. don't know how uh, the counselors never called our parents about that, but we... <laughs> I love no that so and, much.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is so, yeah, this is funny because it is such a kind of simple plot that it appeals to all ages. Yeah. We can kind of all get down on this. Oh, Yeah. Have you seen, are, how familiar are you with like the rest of the franchise? Like there's like, I mean, a bunch of sequels and then there's also like the Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, well, there's the 2018 remake. We right. don't have to talk about that one. <laughs> we don't want. <laughs> I,
2: um, the only thing that I haven't really gotten into, which I don't know why I haven't is I guess what they call the Thorn Trilogy. I think mm-hmm. four, five, okay. six. Mm-hmm. I've uh-huh. never seen them in my life. I don't know why. Oh, Okay. I was always about uh, the first two. I always watch them as a double feature every Halloween. Mm-hmm. I do Halloween 1, Halloween 2, and then usually The Thing. This is just a John Carpenter extravaganza.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: And uh, But yeah, I my I, I don't know if I'm in the minority here because I have voiced my displeasure for Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2. I don't know if it's just me and I don't want to come off as a dick and everyone's like, well, fuck, who's this Travis guy? Don't have him <laughs> on again. No, No, it's okay.
1: We talk talk so much. This is a safe
0: space for hot takes.
2: Good to know. I think my thing is, I was just—it's just so close to my childhood. I was—I felt personally offended. I felt like he did it to me.
1: (laughs) He was hurting you. Yes. Yeah, I was like,
2: why, Rob? Why?
1: (laughs) That's so funny. I know specifically someone I follow, um, like whatever film Twitter person is, like loves the. Specifically loves the Rob Zombie uh, Halloween movies, but mm-hmm. um, she seems a little like defensive about it. So mm. <laughs> I don't know what the consensus is there.
2: Well, don't show her this because I
1: just. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should be extremely. What about Season of the Witch? You fuck with Season of the Witch or? I feel
2: like that definitely needs a revisit from me because okay. I think in my child mind, I watched it. And I was like, where's Michael Myers? You know? And I, you know, <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah. I was promised Halloween 3. I, I don't, <laughs> you know, and uh, to not see him. But I imagine if you watch it without thinking about any of what you're, quote, missing, unquote, it's probably pretty good.
0: Oh, yeah. I love that one. I'm a big fan. But I also watch both of these as adults. I don't have that um, the childhood nostalgia angle for me, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that is a thing. I didn't watch, honestly, I didn't watch hardly any slashers until, like, my, like, late teens, early 20s.
0: Your parents shielded you. Yeah, they were. Well,
1: my parents, like, they, like, uh, I don't know how to say, They, they, like, snobbed me out of it. Like, they were, like, judgmental about it rather than... It's the same, you know, thing that, like, I, I guess I watched, like, Spongebob, even though they hated it and would make fun of it a lot, but, like, that was just because it was on the TV. Like, I would have to, ser- like, seek seek out slashers. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was, uh, they more, like, shamed me out of <laughs> watching slashers. <laughs> Great parenting approach. Love that. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. At least you got the yeah.
2: horror in, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah, for slashers.
1: sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure that's uh but watching this as an adult yeah i was kind of surprised like it it really it's like it's kind of like minimalist almost it is this is like starting with like even just the music Yes. yes which um i honestly i noticed that the music was great the times that i've seen this before but i honestly did not even like it didn't click until this one that john carpenter wrote the music for this yeah yeah, he was like this is what he I He right,
0: he writes his music. That's yeah, what he does. That's and the music
1: thing. is like very present in it. Um like to the point where like it's kind of it's almost like a silent film where like mm-hmm. when something happens it's like it always has like a musical flourish about it.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. I I was watching it to talk about it today and whenever the light goes out at the beginning in the window from that pov shot and it's like i'm like oh shit <laughs> yeah it's like a it's character yes. like It's another character in the movie and I, I just love it so much halloween night a small american town
0: i spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because i realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil
1: i think he'll come back you know so Halloween.
2: i guess everyone's a dab one good scare
1: he came home
2: and it was made yeah. for so cheap which is very inspiring to me I think it was like three oh, hundred thousand yeah. dollars it's like how the fuck I am impressed
1: yeah you get some really actually really young actors and mm-hmm. a guy who wears coveralls and a mask the whole time <laughs> that's it and, and just, make your
0: own soundtrack yeah
1: yeah write your own music Scrappy and you just get like an actually beautiful neighborhood yeah yeah. This is some. This is something that's kind of fun about this double feature is that they both really prominently feature like a suburban town, like, a, yeah, like yeah, like a, yes, a suburban setting. But this one is just like a really nice looking small town. Like it looks so friendly. Mm. All the houses are really pretty, and yeah. they're all like yeah, like she, uh, Lori and like Annie are like you know just crossing the street to <laughs> hang out with each other. Like it's so wholesome.
2: It always felt like a town I wanted to grow up in, like, minus the, you know, slasher history situation. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like, it just always seemed very, just homey and very, you know, not to fucking shit on Rob Zombie again, but I just want <laughs> there to say. we go.
0: <laughs> get it. Get there it. we go. Our good friend, Rob Zombie. is yes. going to be so and
2: mad. I, I will say, I love the Lords of Salem, Rob, if you're listening. But the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> about. John Carpenter's Halloween is I feel like that's the whole point is that Haddonfield is like this every town USA (laughs) where it's like peaceful and just one day this kid decides to go fucking bananas and do what he does or whatever but in Rob Zombie's Halloween it's like well uh, fucking of course of course you're gonna do that I'm surprised (laughs) everybody's not murdering everyone living
1: (laughs) here that is true. that is, uh, that is like such a. It, this is like s- Rob Zombie's like take on the universe is so it, it's, Like so different. <laughs> I love it from this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a fair assessment, and that is, I mean, the beginning of it where you see him kill his sister, is such a. It's such a like. I don't know. It's such a weird little tableau where, like, they, especially, like, as it, like, zooms out, where he's just, like, they're like, what did you do? And he's just, like, standing he's there, just, like, holding blah, blah. his knife.
0: <laughs> okay. Also, who, like, I don't know. Call me crazy, but I don't ever, I don't think I've ever in my life, like, sat at a dresser brushing my hair butt naked. I don't think I've ever been in <laughs> that. Well, I was this.
1: also laughing because the scene where, like, you've, is it, is the whole point of you shot, right? Where, like, he, you, you like, are him sort of, like, you see she and her boyfriend go upstairs, and he very slowly, because he's already had this in his nature, apparently, he very slowly <laughs> walks around and, like, comes inside and goes up the stairs. But the thing is, they were obviously going up there to bang, and they've apparently knocked this out in, like, 45 seconds. That's it.
0: And then, like, now, it's hair brushing.
1: That's more important. Yeah, she's about it. Look, it just... I mean she's she's made an accomplishment that's a that's a very quick turnaround it
2: didn't make me laugh though because she tells him she's like call me okay and he's like yeah sure i'm like you should be thankful you're getting a second chance (laughs) yeah uh, the fuck that's unbelievable
1: (laughs) right wow so true yeah so we have this little clown boy i love that he's a clown Or like I, a jester or something. I guess like that he has like a little hat, so maybe he's a jester. But
0: yeah,
2: I appreciated that. I remember reading somewhere that they had planned on making adult Michael Myers have also kind of a clownish mask, and I was very oh. glad that they decided against it because I'm like, it would just be. I think it would take away. There's something about that William Shatner. The
0: William Shatner mask. Yeah, that can is you just imagine being William Shatner? And, and this happened to him. Do you know what I mean? Like, how does he feel? Yeah. How did he feel in those moments? That's the POV that I want. I don't know.
2: Just him in the theater, just over that's me. His Disappointment, or <laughs> yeah,
0: I, yeah, I don't know. I just want to know the emotions. Can you imagine if you go to the theater and someone is it's a he's serial like, killer and they're like, using your fucking like, that face? Looks,
1: that looks like that looks like my face, <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I think know. my my self esteem would fall off a cliff. I'd be like, my face is that fucking scary to everyone. <laughs> like, everybody in the theater is jumping because my face is there. Great. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah.
1: To be fair, I think if you took just like a model of my face and like spray painted it white and put it on just a guy in coveralls with a knife, then <laughs> it would also be scary. So. Yeah, true. True. I think it would be fine.
2: Fair. I hope Bill Shatner feels better now hearing that.
1: Yeah, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah.
0: Should we tell everyone why, like, why this double feature is... Why we gave birth to this double feature? Like, why we're doing... Oh, yeah. I didn't even... I, I totally was too excited
1: to... To for jump the segue, in. And we didn't even really get into it. So, we yeah, we basically just started talking about Halloween from Travis's childhood horror experiences, which is why... Yeah, that's, that's what this double feature is. Travis, you picked this because this is formative for your, like, horror movie taste. Mm-hmm yeah yes. exactly
2: it spoke to me from a young age and continues to this day
0: like when we are so when we approach travis like normally people just pick a double feature and travis decided to make our lives a little more interesting <laughs> and um was like well i have this cool movie that's awesome and it's halloween and it's like one of the best horror movies but also what if you both came up with a movie from your childhood and i'm like damn it that's such a good idea but also, I'm not used to having homework. And so yeah. we had to, we we frantically were texting each other for the next, like, 30 minutes. We're like, what about this movie? And she was like, no, 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 no. I didn't watch that when I was a kid. And she was like, what about this movie? I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't watch that until I was an adult. Like, yeah, all it was, this shit. Yeah, it was so hard because Ariel uh, wasn't allowed to watch horror movies
1: <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, the and... only thing
0: I could watch was, like, black and white like I could watch black and white movies, and you didn't really watch a lot of that.
1: Yeah, no, honestly, like I kind of still do, haven't really watched many black and white horror movies. Like I, um, I minored in film studies, so like hmm. I've seen a lot of a lot of older movies, and I've kind of gone through phases of being into like certain mm-hmm. genres of old movies, uh, you know, like whatever pre nineteen sixty, but. Yeah, I didn't, like, I've watched a lot of, like, war movies, but, like, I haven't watched a lot of horror movies, so I was like, no, I don't think I can work. You know, like, either, like, I've never seen that, or, like, I watched that fucking last year or something, so I don't know if I'd call it formative. And, yeah, so it was rough, because a lot of the things that were formative for me were, like, really scary, and Ariel wasn't
0: allowed to watch them. I wasn't allowed, yeah. So,
1: yeah, so we had a hard time coming up with ours,
0: but... Well, and like I would we have, did. I wasn't allowed, and I also did not have, like I had, fr- I had to sneak over to friends' house to watch like Britney Spears music videos. Okay, oh, wow. so this is the level, just to give some context. So, like, but the people that were watching Britney Spears movie vi- music videos were not the people that were fucking with horror films at that age, right? Yeah. So I didn't have anyone to sneak over to their house and like watch horror movies with. I was the horror person but I wasn't allowed access oh, this is to the horror film. You were just trapped. So in I was just like a horror this you know, world. I was just getting quarters from the couch and like buying Goosebumps in secret from neighborhood garage sales. And, I can't like, believe you weren't it. even
1: allowed to read Goosebumps. I did it. I so found a way. Setting.
0: It's easier to read than it is to watch a movie. Yeah, no, I read
1: all kinds of fucked up shit, dude. I read The Shining in like sixth grade. Oh, wow. And it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I probably I have a feeling my parents would not have actually let me watch the movie The Shining when I was in 6th grade, but I watched all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where our double feature came from today. And um Yeah. I'm I am kind of interested, Travis, because I didn't have anything to do with slashers until I was basically an adult. Did this like kind of put you on slashers as like a favorite?
2: It, I think it did at a young age because it was kind of like the jumping off point was Halloween. And so you're like, well, it's Halloween-y, you know, if yeah. there's some guy with a knife walking or not walking. Well, yeah, walking, uh you know, yeah. doing <laughs> his own thing. Yeah. And so that was easy to kind of get into Black Christmas, even though it came mm-hmm. before I came to it later. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably because those phone calls were a little too obscene for like a six year old kid to hear. <laughs> Black but it...
1: Christmas is fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is. It and is. To this day,
2: we rewatched it for Pod Mortem, and I was like, holy shit, this is even now.
0: It's dark. But, yeah. yeah.
2: But I mean, I think I noticed more as like I, because we never dove this deep into horror until we started doing Pod Mortem. Like, we always loved to watch it, and it was our favorite genre but we never did like the research and the background and everything. But the more we Mm -hmm. do, the more I realize that slashers are kind of just fun as hell. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, there's sometimes there's like a whodunit element and I fucking love a mystery. Like who doesn't love a mystery, you know, but, uh, scream was another one that was very formative in that same way. And that borrows Mm -hmm. a lot from Halloween. So yeah, yeah, I definitely say started with Halloween and just, uh, kept going.
1: You know what? The other thing about slushes is, is like one thing that was banned from my viewing um, as a kid was just titties, like just nudity. <laughs> mm-hmm. it was always nudity or sex was always kind of off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I I went and saw. I think no, there's not any tits in Ghost Ship. Um, it's rated PG-13, mm. but I um no, it's rated R. Okay. No, because it was like that was the first R-rated movie I was allowed mm. to go see. Uh, but yeah, I had to like talk to my parents about it, and they had to make sure there weren't any tits in it, like before you know I could go see a bunch of people get cut in half by a <laughs> um, by a wire or whatever. It's like a cable comes loose and like cuts all the people in half on the deck, and I'm mm. um, sitting there like yes. And my parents are like, "Good thing there wasn't any tits in this one." <laughs> oh my god! So, so that was probably a big thing for slashers. They're very sexual and this mm-hmm. one is too this one has like i think like one boob in it there's not actually a ton of tits in halloween no i think you see like half linda's boob at one point because they're getting it on
2: mm-hmm. it just pops into frame for a second and then almost like michael myers disappears uh instantly.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it disappears and just haunts her nightmares mysterious titty that's right <laughs> yeah i really i like that I honestly one thing I really like about this movie is how the characters talk to each other. It's very they're very natural seeming as friends and they just kind of shit on each other in a fun way all the time, including Linda and her boyfriend that they're always <laughs> like she's like asshole. Yeah. <laughs> no, he calls her an asshole. There's like he goes downstairs and like sees something he's like Linda, you asshole. And yeah. I'm like this is so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of, it's, it kind of takes off on, you know, like you were saying, Michael's sister at the beginning, and this is, like, 15 years before, mm-hmm. she's, like, doing it with her boyfriend and or her guy, whatever guy, and, like, as he's leaving, she's like, oh, call me, and he's like, yeah, sure, and it's like, they're just, uh, everybody seems a lot more, like, familiar with each other mm-hmm. now, like, sex is a little less taboo, mm-hmm. except for Michael Myers is gonna come and kill you, so... Yeah, I
2: noticed. I didn't notice it until this time around, but I don't know if this was intentional on Deborah Hill and John Carpenter's part. But right before he kills his sister, he looks at the fucking tussled bed, and I don't know if that's what sets him off or what. But he's like, I can't believe this.
1: He's downstairs, you know. And so yeah. it's like- yes, he's like he's like a prototype a prototype of like fucking like Gen Z fucking like purity culture. Like yes. I
0: can't believe you've exposed me to this. I'm a minor. <laughs> oh God, it's so true. Uh, oh no. Well
1: yeah it seems like it seems like sex is a little bit less frowned upon at least like it's kind of a thing This is also something for some reason that I hadn't really noticed before is that Lori and Annie, when they're driving, are smoking a blunt and they stop to talk to Annie's dad. Like, Lori's all like, oh, I think he knew. (laughs) I I love, like, they're just kind of like doing, like, Lori's even like the most like straight laced kid, it seems like, out of all the people that you see in the movie, at least, and she's still kind of like getting high. She's so chill. I love
0: her. I love Lori. Yeah. 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 She seems very cool.
2: I actually like that a lot because seeing her smoke, like, I feel like a lot of people took what was, what they thought Halloween was. Like, they're like, okay, so we need a virginal girl to make the Mm -hmm. final girl. She can't do anything bad. She can't even curse or whatever, you know. But fucking Lori's smoking a blunt. I'm like, you know what? I think they kind of misread the cues here because she doesn't have to be, you know?
1: No. Yeah. Well, she is. She's definitely a virgin. That's like, uh, that's the thing. Guys think she's too smart. Mm-hmm. yeah but, but she's also like down to fuck like, yeah she's well, not like
0: <laughs> yeah that's true she doesn't she
1: wants to she just nobody she's she, like i want to do it with a,
0: a man well, like she wants one yeah she's so. an incel she's oh god no please no please well that ruin. was don't taint horror <laughs> like that god no i love that she's also like really chill with it's it's relatable like working in a library working with kids right where you're like you you you're like yeah i'll, I'll drink i'll smoke i'll swear like whatever but then you like work with kids and you're like chill with them and you love them like i feel like laurie totally yeah that's embodies very that. natural she's babysitter so, yeah she yeah. plays it really well with the kids the kids really like her like parents trust her and so what she can smoke a blunt you know yeah. it's all good
1: this is so good because this is refreshing and not to not to bring it back up but we spent some time shitting on <laughs> satanic panic in our last episode and that was one of the things was that the main character is so like you, you're like watching her thinking like well what is up with her and then the thing that's supposed to be up with her is that she's a virgin and so mm-hmm. what you get about her is that she is super naive she never knows what's going on she's super awkward and she kind of can't do anything right and so you're like is this the traits of a virgin <laughs> like <laughs> I don't... So, Lori's much more believable as a real human being. Like, it kind of... Like, her being a virgin is, like, such a... Is um, a more natural part of her. That and I think sense. it's more realistic, because
2: people aren't archetypes, really. Mm-hmm. Right, of course. So I hope not. It, I, yeah, me too. It's, <laughs> it's nice to have well-rounded people, even if they're yeah. getting slashed or whatever, you know.
0: Right, right. Yeah,
1: it's also something where... This isn't really. I mean, it does center around sex, but it doesn't seem like it's like judging them, like oh, well, that's because she's a whore. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's a, that's another thing because yeah, I feel like slashers really took and ran with the idea of like the people that are having sex are going to get punished for having sex, mm-hmm. which like for sure, like people that fucking this like do get killed, but the the Michael Myers is not fixated on that. Like he's fixated on Lori. That's true. And so, like, that's, the it's not, like, it's kind of more interesting to just kill people when, like, during or after they fuck. I feel like that's just kind of, <laughs> narratively, is more interesting, right? Yeah, it's nice. It's, um, um,
1: well, and the scene with, okay, both, both of the, like, significant kill scenes in this, I love so much. <laughs> like, Annie, where she's, like, she's going out to her car and, like, whistling because she's about to get it, like, yes, amazing. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love her. R.I.P. Annie. Yes,
1: rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Linda too, which their names are Bob and Linda, which I was la- kind of laughing at. I, just, I was like, that's um, that. It's not correlated at all. I'm sure, but <laughs> she's like, oh, Bobby. <laughs> but the scene where he comes in wearing the sheet and and Bob's glasses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. terrifying. <laughs> It's
2: it's frightening to me, but at the same time, it's like why is he goofing? Like why is yeah <laughs> yes this is about yeah it's like his why? sensitive
0: side yeah he's like I'll
2: play a little prank and I'll get to the killing, but this part's <laughs> fun too. And I, yeah, yeah, I
1: yeah <laughs>
0: like okay, all yeah. right, I see what's happening. Yeah, that's true. He likes to have a little fun. I don't he's know not all work.
1: Yeah, know? I don't think it, I've seen in any other Halloween movie Michael be super playful like that. So. So shout out! He just got out of the mental institution, so mm-hmm. it's
2: time uh, to have some fun. Mm-hmm. I doubt there's a lot of fun going on there, so he's trying to compensate.
0: No, exactly. Doubtful. Yeah, Donald Pleasance is, uh, has made sure that his life has been a living hell oh, because he's apparently God. evil incarnate. Yeah, according to Donald that, Pleasance, a psychologist, like that a psychologist. Was so, yeah, that.
1: right. No, that's definitely something a, a trained psychologist <laughs> says about their patients. <laughs>
0: I uh I love him though in this movie. This
1: yes. the beginning feels so like old gothic horror movie like they, they go out to oh the asylum and All it's the storming standing
0: around. Yes. Is, it's like a vi- Silent Hill. I feel like I'm in Silent Hill or some yes. shit.
1: Yes. And after he as he's taking off
0: in the truck he's like
1: the evil has escaped. <laughs> it's true. It's very theatrical. He's a very Yes! Yes.
0: The whole time! He feels like old, he's kind of this old timey, like, and the, I was really weirdly, maybe weirdly reminded of, um, it brought me to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 with our boy. um, Oh, yeah! So, like, the trope of, like, this man, like, that is hunting something in a horror movie, and just Will not rest. No one
1: takes him seriously, and but he's, he's, he's like, "By God, I it. will find him!"
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Pleasance is that in this? He's like, "You idiot! Like you don't understand. He's he's evil!" And I'm like, "No one knows what that means, dude. Like, <laughs> calm down, figure it out." And when he like
1: whips the gun out of his jacket, and he's like, "You must think me a very sinister doctor." <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love him so much. Yeah.
2: There's just something about his performance that is just so endearing to me. And yeah, I yes. Mean, I don't know what it is, but I feel it. Of course, he's not being a very good psychologist right now with the whole evil talk and shit. (laughs) But I also feel bad for him because he's like, oh, were you there for 15 years fucking talking? No, that was me. (laughs) So uh, maybe fucking listen. I don't know. Maybe that's crazy. But so I I feel both like he's shirking his professional duties and maybe people should pay attention to him.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, he is right. Oh, he's right. Yeah, much like Dennis Hopper
0: in Texas Chainsaw 2, he is right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We need we need the gritty prequel to Halloween, where it's just the the <laughs> tapes, the found footage tapes of Donald Pleasance with Michael Myers, just his sessions.
1: Oh my God, yeah, I that it does make you wonder, like what what was happened happening? there. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't it. really say. He yeah. just says that behind his eyes is pure evil, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I guess, yeah. The devil's
2: eyes. Like, it can't get worse.
1: Can't get worse than than that. that. Hating on sex, (laughs) which I guess the devil does. Do you guys have a favorite scene from this movie? It's hard
2: to narrow down.
0: Yeah, it is.
2: Because there's just so many iconic situations here.
0: There's so... I You know what? I'm actually trying to think. This is, like, a weird one, maybe. I don't know if it's my favorite, but, like, one that really stood out to me this time, and maybe has stood out to me in the past, is, like... After he kills, um, which friend is it? Is it, um, the one in the car? that Annie. So, um, when he kills Annie in the car, I love that, you know, Lori is obviously the main character, but we keep having kind of like a secondary main character, which is the kid that she's babysitting mm. and, and kind of his experience of how he's learning about the history of Michael Myers and kind of the boogeyman and, um... And so that scene where there he looks out the window and he happens to see Michael Myers carrying this dead girl's body and just like which I will also talk about when we talk about the next film Poltergeist this feeling of childish fear where it's something utterly terrifying utterly strange because the whole world is strange and then you also know no one's going to believe me if i tell them this mm. shit no one's going to mm-hmm. believe what I'm seeing. And so like that scene for me like totally encapsulates that feeling of being a kid and being like I know there's something under my bed and when I run to my parents' my parents' room they're going to not believe me, you know? It's like that nightmarish kind of quality.
2: That's very fair. I didn't even think of it like that. I and I saw it as a kid. I don't know how I never arrived at that <laughs> destination. <laughs> But no, that's very fair. I when I think of my favorite scenes, aside from any scene featuring Annie Brackett, because I love her so much, really, the moment post lori sending the kids out the door, where everything mm-hmm. just goes fucking berserk, it's to me, it's like cinematic like perfection. Like I can't even. Every time I get there, like even if I'm alone, I'm like, everybody, shut up. It's <laughs> we gotta we gotta really hunker down and focus here because this is special. <laughs>
1: Uh. yes the scene where she's hiding in the closet and he Uh. starts coming in and so she immediately starts unwinding a wire hanger to fucking get him with you yes 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 Yes! get him i I
2: love it and i love the fact that she's like a smart like protagonist because she like opened up that side hatch door as like a diversion and then she pops into the closet you're like man you're smarter than most i and maybe you know i know you said the boys won't date you because of that but I think it's an endearing quality, personally.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I mean, you should be getting it, so maybe they're just dumb in this town. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's Haddonfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, haven't we all been there? <laughs> like, maybe it's just that I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> I don't even, I asked this question. I don't even you know, really know if I have answer, an huh? answer to it, honestly. I do, okay, I do really like the part early on where she sees. Michael standing on the, on the sidewalk, and he just steps behind a bush. Oh, I think about yes. it all the time. Because <laughs> there's something so ominous about that, where you're like, that's fucked up. And, like, I, I just saw something weird. And it's... The fact that this takes place this is such a favorite trope of mine. Something happening on Halloween. Like, a scary thing happening on Halloween. And so you're seeing something, and you're like, is this scary or is it just because this is halloween and there's people dressed weird Mm -hmm. like should i be scared of this or is this just is it just halloween i love movies that take place on halloween there's a lot of horror movies that do but this one obviously is the classic Mm -hmm. um but yeah he's she just sees a guy standing there in a mask and it's weird and then he just goes behind a bush and it's like so like it's almost funny but like no one would hide behind a bush like that unless something was fucked up about them yeah so it's also really unsettling yeah love it and Mm -hmm. i
2: just i love that shot just of him standing there yes and of course the and almost to uh ariel's point about kind of people not believing you because annie rushes over fucking nothing there yeah, so it's like oh. all over again. Now you look crazy, even though he was totally there. We know he was there.
0: Yeah, yeah, we saw it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Poor Lori. If you're ever out in the world and you see something fucked up, but you're the only one who saw it, take Lori's example <laughs> and start strategizing. <laughs> Get that wire hanger. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Get the wire hanger. That's the moral of the story. What do you guys think that Roger Ebert gave this movie? Our best friend
0: probably I'm gonna say he I feel like he hates slashers more than anything else while torture porn, he hates worse mm. um, everybody does I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two stars I'm gonna be hopeful about it I'm gonna say two okay
2: I don't mean to piggyback but I think that's a fair guess because he, okay. he he disappoints me sometimes with stuff like that.
1: But yeah, I, he doesn't like horror movies. Yeah. I
0: famously hate this man. I famously <laughs> hate Roger Ebert. So. Famously. <laughs> well, you guys, even Roger Ebert has to
1: admit that Halloween's a good movie. He gave it four stars. Oh, hey. uh,
0: he keeps proving me wrong. You're back in nineteen seventy nine, I don't want to like yeah. him. God damn it!
1: Wow. We're gonna we're gonna come away from this with a better opinion of Roger Ebert. He likes it. Yeah, he
0: liked it. Okay, good good man.
2: And that's fresh. That's not him looking back and being like, "All right, I fucked up," but. I guess it's yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) it's true because I that was my um yeah my thought was my prediction was that he was going to dislike Halloween and like Poltergeist because Poltergeist has Steven Spielberg so you kind of like I mean right uh, right right there's something there Mm -hmm. but I guess we'll see I guess we'll see if you like Poltergeist okay so our second movie today is Poltergeist The house looks just like the one next to it, and the one next to that, and the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. (laughs) You are so. With their three children, (laughs) and something more. Poltergeist. It knows what scares
0: you. I mean, full disclosure: I did not watch this as a kid, so yeah. the the work around it's
1: formative, even though she did not watch well, it as a kid. So mm. it's
0: it's ba- It's like a backwards thing for me because, first of all, yeah, I, I'm ups- This is one of my favorite horror movies, but um, there's several things in this movie that like. I had recurring nightmares as a kid. Like, I had really vivid nightmares, and they disturbingly parallel shit from Poltergeist. So it, like, works in a backwards way, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. It feels like it's connected to my childhood because of that. All right, yeah, yeah I can get down
1: with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched this one. I don't even know. Pretty early. Um, not, like, super early. Not, like, as, like, a little kid. But, like, this is definitely one that my parents were like, we have to watch this. It's time for you to watch Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so we, like, sat down and watched it. And I was super scared the first time I watched this. It was, like, like the scene... Um, I have this, actually, on a t-shirt now, which is really exciting, and I love it very much. Uh, the scene where the... Um, ghost hunter guy act, like pulls apart off. his face in Ooh. the mirror. Yeah, maybe like the first like body horror that like I was so fucking freaked out by it, but I was like but I was like fascinated. I was like wanting to like know how the effect worked because it like made me less scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so this one was definitely um and I also just I have realized now I never really like put this together at the time, but I always love supernatural stuff and especially ghosts mm-hmm. like a lot of my early movies you know we talked about we talked about talking about like the sixth sense because um that was like an early one for me that movie also scared the absolute so shit scary. out of me yeah as a kid yeah and
0: in that fucking movie
1: yeah scary mm-hmm. yes yeah, and we talked about ghost ship a little bit. That one's not a good movie, but I also really loved it. So, yeah, this just this one having like ghosts and like not like a non-standard haunting for a movie like this. Mm-hmm. I was about it. The fact that it has it, it's got we were talking about like you can kind of play a game that's like is this Steven Spielberg or Toby Hooper? Yeah, we um, love
0: love that game. Like the face peeling is Hooper, for sure. Face
1: peeling has to be Hooper. Yeah, we were talking about like <laughs> the scene with the where all the dads are watching the football game. Like, I maintain the like fight over the remote control, or, like the neighbors like fighting about like the channel. Um, that's Spielberg. The like the dads like barking over the football game is totally Hooper. <laughs>
2: it's a partnership.
1: yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it has like this element of kind of like magical, like childhood, you know yeah, almost like kind of like a goosebump scare factor, mm. like, or, or whatever I mean like, Close Encounters like that kind of shit where you have like, kind of fun scary things happening and then just straight up horror where you have just very scary things happening and also like some some commentary <laughs> as well Mm-hmm. That was, this movie literally starts with the national anthem. Love it. Yeah. It was, Which I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah. A little, th- I, it surprised me because I, I don't think I watched, I, I was told I watched Poltergeist when I was a kid, but I don't recall it really. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it just didn't stick to my bones. Uh, I do know that I did know about the whole curse, unquote, before watching mm. the movie. And so yes. I was like primed for fear. It's like when you, like, bake a pie crust or something. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yes.
2: That's how I remember going into it. And so watching it for this discussion, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. And then it starts with the national anthem. and I was like, okay, wait, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, what the fuck? Excuse <laughs> me?
2: I mean, it can be scary in America. I, I understand. But what's, what's the, you know? But... I think it's an odd like 80s. I don't know. There's just like an 80s ness.
1: Yes, very yeah. much so. And we, we just talked about this with Texas Chainsaw 2, also very Reagan era. Mm-hmm. And actually, in this, at one point, the dad is reading a book okay. about Ronald Reagan. Yes. <laughs>
0: Literally. While smoking a butt. Bl- yeah. Yes. Um, we, have,
1: we have Normie smoking weed in both of these I movies, love which it. is just amazing. I'm really about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. We do have a lot of politics happening which honestly we also talked about this another really formative movie for me Ravenous also very political went completely over my head as a kid when I watched it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really yeah um, I didn't really know about like the the allegory or whatever like any like kind of figurative stuff going on but in this everything going on on the TV pretty much is some kind of... Political, political
0: um, except the football, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean that one's just a little American milieu, I mm-hmm. guess. I guess that didn't get
2: political until later. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have at one point one of my favorite things that I've like newly noticed about this is the little girl at one point Carolans watching. Just the static on the TV set. She's just sitting there staring at the static on the TV like she's been doing. And her mom comes over and says, oh, you're going to hurt your eyes. And she changes the channel to a war movie. <laughs> yes. So she can stare at that.
0: I love it. That feels like Hooper to me. Very but I... much so.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we've got Direction by Toby Hooper. And the story and screenplay is Steven Spielberg. So it's kind of like a fun combination. Also... Ariel found out a fun fact. She knows why the movie's cursed.
0: Oh, well, mm. yeah. So, I mean, there's so many, like, little things, you know, about the film set and everything. And, like, some of the people afterwards and everything. But um, they used, you know, real skeletons as props. They used 13
1: real oh. skeletons
0: as props. I will have you know. Real skeletons! Um, and apparently, though, so, like, people like to give this movie shit for that apparently it's a thing that like you couldn't find prop skeletons like real ones that looked realistic you know like i'm sure you could find like the party shit that you would put on a wall mm-hmm. so films of this time and prior if you like see a skeleton in it it's a real one like it's not so the, it's not just poltergeist apparently That's a it was standard practice it's like a standard practice weirdly that like if there's a skull or a skeleton It's a real ass skeleton, but they use thirteen. That just feels like you're just inviting it in. I am saying, like, did you like? I'm still maintaining that that's why. Did you read your own script at this point? Like, no, no, Mm -mm. he didn't. Just, just total disrespect for the for the haunt. No, no,
2: I didn't realize. I mean, when you think about it, because everybody always attributes it to the skeletons. So I didn't know that other productions were just using skeletons willy nilly. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> so are there other details, like, are there other reasons why it's cursed then? Like, is there
0: other shit that they did wrong? I don't know about what they did wrong. It's just that so many things happened that were wrong. You oh, know? yeah. Like,
1: like a, yeah, just, like, the the makeup of the curse. Like, all the shit that was bad.
0: Yeah, like, it's a okay. cursed film because of all, right. all that shit. And, like, I mean, sad stuff, too, right? Like, the one actress, like, died because her boyfriend killed her Um, a couple years after. Really not long after the film. Mm. Um, Just, like, sad shit that I'm, like... Like, makes me bummed. I'm like, that's not a curse. That's just like, life is fucked yeah, up. And that's like a really sad situation. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
1: I yeah, know. it just so happened that this was a movie about, like, kind of, it, it's still like a little, it kind of reminds me of, like, the orphanage in a way that it's, like, kind of whimsical, but at the same time, there's very fucked up things happening.
0: Yeah, it's like fairy tale elements to It yeah, feels like a fairy yeah. tale to me.
1: And that's got to be, like, kind of the Spielberg in it. I was mm-hmm. thinking about like the big tree outside of their house mm-hmm. and how it looks like it should be like in a scary like haunted roller coaster ride in the
0: theme park <laughs> or something. It really does. Yeah,
1: and I also yeah we were talking about the contrast of these neighborhoods. This neighborhood is so fucking creepy looking to me. I'm always creeped out by the suburbs, so maybe that's it. <laughs> but as they're kind of like like pushing in on it, I feel like there's some elements that make it creepy for one thing all the trees seem to be dead hmm. it, it there's like this big old gnarled dead tree in like the middle of this suburban block and it's really like i don't think you see any trees with leaves on them it's super spooky everybody's just rolling up into this neighborhood like oh how beautiful look at these houses we're just gonna ignore these <laughs> dead trees
2: it's not a bad sign at all
1: no <laughs> totally fine you know it's yeah, it's funny so. we
2: talked about the um score kind of being its own character in halloween i feel like the score yeah. in poltergeist like gives oh, yeah. it that, oh absolutely you know also adds to that whimsical air mm-hmm. that you're talking about
0: those are these are two of my favorite horror movie soundtracks for sure halloween and poltergeist they're top um i will often get um carol ann's theme stuck in my head mm. just like in my random life like it's just That's so, so funny and the, the film actually, like, throws out a little nod because Jerry Goldsmith, I think, scored this film. And um, he also scored Alien. Hmm. And in the kids' bedroom, you might notice an out-of-place Alien poster for little children to have in their room. And it's a nod to Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah,
1: that's cool. also what's fun is that this has a... Aliens poster going on in the background, and Halloween has the thing playing Yeah, yeah. little girl, and he's babysitting is watching it. Yeah, fun little references there. Yeah, we love to see references. Mm-hmm.
2: Not to mention all the psycho references in Halloween as well. He just, he's like, I love you, yes. Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we love to build suspense with knives. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like this film is, like, very much, like, Halloween, it feels like everything has a purpose. It's, like, sparse, minimalist, but, like, everything makes sense within itself. And this film is, like, the opposite. Like, nothing makes sense. <laughs> no. It's all just random shit, and you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen from one moment to the next, but both of them work really, really well.
1: They The scene where they call in the psychic lady... Like, so fucking off the wall. I remember that, like, the first time I watched this, being like, what the fuck is happening? Her voice is so funny. (laughs) Yeah. We also have two realtors in these movies. Uh, Lori's dad's a realtor. He's trying to sell the uh, Myers house. That's true. And this one we have, obviously, fucking realtor superstar, apparently. (laughs) the dad in this. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. So
1: you know, I don't either. Property sales. Beware of them. <laughs> yeah.
2: Nefarious. I guess that
1: makes sense. Yeah. We're um we're in suburban America, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Fair. All we've got is houses. <laughs> <laughs> definitely some commentary in this one. Some like very overt commentary, which if we have any of that in Halloween, I don't want to say there's not any, but it's definitely way like not. Uh, on the surface at all we don't really I mean we have like definitely that one focuses way more on like if there's anything to be said it's like about sex and fair Mm -hmm. sort of like the changing times for what like the kids are doing (laughs) this one doesn't really this one actually while like prominently featuring kids doesn't really seem to do much with that Mm. all the kids in this are very kid like Mm mhm so the daughter the older daughter at the end does pull up and i was like laughing my ass off like she comes up at the end like where she's been gone for a while she like just gets out of a car and has a giant hickey on her neck <laughs> goes without comment
2: mm-hmm. love that she was also dressed like she was going to a sock hop i was a little confused by
1: that <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is it's very wholesome yeah both of these are kind of wholesome, despite, like, you know, having some stuff that some movies, I think, try pretty hard to make not wholesome. People are doing drugs and, mm-hmm. and you know, doing sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if Dana's actually doing sex. She's got a hickey.
2: Right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of like the commentary with Laura's, uh, Laura, Laurie, as far as her smoking pot, but still being all, like, super babysitter and all that they're smoking pot in bed but they're still pretty damn good parents i thought
1: mm-hmm. yeah they're great parents and they're yeah they're very like they're very wholesome american types i mean as he's watching his football and reading his book about reagan and shit <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. selling those houses mm-hmm.
0: getting that american dream yeah that the the after their that scene where they're smoking and and hanging out in their room and just talking like not at all necessary necessary to the plot which like who fucking cares right but it's like so i hate so that i hate that lovely like, to turn see a
1: phrase that people are like it's not necessary to p- the plot it doesn't it doesn't like add right. anything it doesn't okay? churn
0: <laughs> the capitalist machine yeah, of this like, film yeah I, I i i but it, it's so great like they're just never watch out. a movie with you <laughs> that's how you look at things and the the immediate scene after that we go to the kids room Um, And that's the scene with the clown, right? Am I right about that? Uh, Yeah, he's scared of the clown. I don't know why. Why does he have a clown if he doesn't like it? (laughs) But that shit, again, for me, really, really gets me with, um, so these parents are, like, smoking, they're having fun, and then suddenly we get to the the kids, and it's like, you're like, oh, wait, something bad will probably happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, These parents are going to be high as fuck. And they're Fair. also not going to understand that it's an evil clown doll attacking their kids. <laughs> and so, like, the fear, feel again, like, the childlike fear sets in. And it's, like, such a good, um, like, a switch to turn on for your audience. To be like, we're going to hang out, we're going to smoke weed. And then a clown doll is going to fuck this kid up. And you're just <laughs> yes. like, what? Yes.
1: I also like they delay the clown to oh, the very end. It's beautiful. Which is just yes. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I also really appreciate how fast everything fucking pops off in this movie. Mm-hmm. Just, like, they're they're fucking getting sucked into the closet and shit. <laughs> like, I mean, just amazing. Um, yeah, that's, uh, and, like, the, the beginning of it is so... The beginning of it, like, of the haunting is, is so, like, where they're like, look at this shit. Like, what the fuck is going on? But it's, like, so undeniable. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of my favorite scenes in this is the scene where they show the paranormal investigators the kid's room, where he's telling them sort of like very um, proudly about how he recorded a a toy moving six feet over the course of six hours and it was imperceptible to the human eye and all that shit. And he's like, oh, okay. Opens the door.
2: Like, watch this shit. And
1: there's just... Yeah, (laughs) yeah. it's like, that's nice. (laughs) There's fucking pandemonium. Really love that there's just career paranormal investigators in this. Like, they're just about it.
0: I know, I was like, I feel like it became a thing because of Poltergeist, but I could be wrong about that. Like, I'm trying to think of films before that that had this vibe of, like, the ghost hunting. When did Ghostbusters come out? That's a
1: good question. I was going to say, this and Ghostbusters were, like, probably a little bit, like, I was a kid, like, had, like, I knew that it wasn't real, right? Ghostbusters is just ridiculous. And then Poltergeist, like, she says, she's like, this, I, I'm a crazy person. I'm a psychologist. I shouldn't be doing this, but I just love it. And I'm like, man, I wish she could just be a paranormal investigator. I would love to do that. Oh, yeah.
0: You know, they have scholarships, actually. Fun fact. They what? do have scholarships for that.
2: I did not know that
0: amazing. That's a weird fact I know because I worked in the financial aid office of my undergrad a while back. So, yeah.
2: You might have just changed scholarships. Ooh,
0: who is funding that? <laughs> I don't know who's funding it. I don't even know if the scholarships are still around. It was like it was like 8 years ago, but Okay. It was a thing. Yeah,
1: Ghostbusters came out in 1984, so not too long after Poltergeist, but definitely yeah. after, and I feel like this is just the zeitgeist of the times. Yeah. Like, we're like, what if they were ghosts and you could just have a business where you, if somebody looks you up in the phone book and they're like, can you please help me? There's ghosts all over the place. So I would really like to do it.
2: Oddly to me, it wasn't until watching it this time that I realized all the parallels between poltergeist and insidious
0: oh yes oh my god like yes. it's unbelievable
2: like i it's unbelievable i couldn't believe it I was <laughs> like, what? because i just went on talking about how original insidious is and i'm like well kind of beat for beat if we're gonna be yeah honest with each other but
1: <laughs> it doesn't mean it's, it's not a different yet. vibe yes. it's a much different vibe a really different vibe it's...
2: i love insidious i'm not rob zombieing it but <laughs> 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 it's just interesting to me how you can take something and kind of make it your own I guess
0: yeah I not this time but like the last time I watched Poltergeist I watched it and I'm like oh Insidious is like the Poltergeist of our generation kind of yeah that's kind yeah. of the vibe um but it's but funny because literally I don't know I'm like a Twilight Zone super fan so I don't know if either of you I might just drop this and you guys don't even fucking know what I'm talking about but <laughs> there's a on, Twilight down, Zone episode called Little Girl Lost that Uh, Poltergeist for sure steals from Hmm. because it it involves a girl getting stuck through a wall in another dimension and they have to like hire someone to help them get her out. Oh,
1: why do I? It does sound familiar to me. You want to know the
2: sad thing? The reason I remember that is because I believe they parodied it on The Simpsons. And OK, uh, amazing.
1: That's ma- that might actually be where I know it from amazing. too. Was, okay, was <laughs> the first time
2: I saw it, I think it was Homer 3D, if I'm not mistaken. but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh God, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, so I mean, you know, we all have, every generation has its little girl get stuck in a different dimension, or, you know, some child getting yeah. stuck in another dimension, and the parent has to save them.
1: This is, I mean, also I want to say, it's not like poltergeists weren't just documented phenomena at this point, you know, like, and the beats of poltergeist hauntings are actually very similar mm-hmm. across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's whatever, uh, that fucking The Conjuring movie is about, like, a real- supposedly real thing that happened Mm -hmm. um where you know there were all the there was all like the crazy shit happening people getting slapped in the face by like unseen hands (laughs) and all that shit Mm -hmm. scary but yeah like i i love i don't know the just the concept of poltergeist hauntings is like very close to my heart Mm -hmm. i just love the idea that like You just have something in your house that's just like constantly just fucking bothering you. It's like I don't fucking like you. (laughs) And I'm gonna make your life really annoying.
2: I'd rather have something annoying than like vindictive. Like fucking, you know, throw a lamp across I don't care, but don't like hurt me. So a poltergeist I can I can relate. I can't relate.
1: Yeah, like it just made that guy think he pulled his face off. (laughs) Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. Your face is fine. It's a fun joke. (laughs) <laughs> it was just a prank, bro. Oh, chill, jeez. I guess he also was the one that it like bit him. Oh yeah, it <laughs>
0: fucked with him. It, it did really didn't like, like that guy. <laughs> it did not. That was that scene with the face pulling off was like a nightmare I had had as a kid. So like that yeah. was the scene, but it wasn't in my nightmare as a kid. It wasn't my face. It was my hand. Oh, wow. It was like this really disturbing, oh. like cracks formed on my hand. And then like the skin came off and there was like this weird blue light. Anyways, it was really weird. And then the other one, the classic, the poltergeist classic they have in here, which was a definitely recurring nightmare. I had was the lengthening hallway. Yeah. Mm. Remember when that hallway lengthens and yes. you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah, that's classic scare. I feel like many people have had that maybe recurring nightmare, so. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever had a
1: nightmare with, like, a
0: long hallway,
1: but I do have nightmares where I'm trying to get somewhere, and I, like, I'm just moving, like, really slowly, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why. Yeah. I think those are related. I also have dreams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they gotta be.
1: I also have dreams where I'm trying to hit someone, and I'm just, like, not hitting them (laughs) hard. Yeah, for sure. Like, I keep, like, I'm, like, doing all I can, and it's Mm -hmm. not working. My, I don't know, I must just be kind of violent. I was going to say, why so violent, way? <laughs> I know, I don't know why I'm always trying to punch people in my dreams. Wow. I don't punch people in real life. So you claim. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been practicing, so someday. <laughs> yeah, this also has a trope that I really love, and one that I think Steven Spielberg is very attached to, which is just a dad coming fucking completely unglued. <laughs> Like, yeah. this dude, by the end, he's all, like, he's just, like, barely there. he's visibly just falling apart. Like, love that.
2: And he doesn't even care. Like, and he was sweating through his
1: entire shirt no. while he
2: was talking on the hill. I was like, dude, at least change your shirt. But he's over it. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's out He's out talking to his boss. I guess he's, like, the golden boy, so mm-hmm. he can kind of do whatever. <laughs> but true. yeah. Yeah, he's just been missing work. He's like, yeah, I'm fucked up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to fire him. Nah, they need need him. him. Yeah,
0: Yeah, this this film for me has always been kind of like, I see it as a foil to Jaws. Because obviously, like, you know, there's much debate, right? But like, Hooper, Hooper directed this film. Even Spielberg says that, although many people will debate it and say that Spielberg did. Um, And Spielberg directed Jaws. But, like, I see Jaws as, like, kind of really going into, like, the interiority of, like, masculinity and kind of, like, what that looks like and breaking that down. But then, for me, Poltergeist is more about, like, and fatherhood, for sure, in Mm -hmm. Jaws. But in this film, it's, like, really, really centered around uh femininity and motherhood hmm. like the mom is like kind of the anchor yeah i was gonna to say and she's still down. like
1: kind of like radiant like throughout yes. the whole thing yes she's so yeah she's such a like yeah she's a good horror mom i didn't even really think about it because she seems like anti-horror mom she's so um pure and mm-hmm. beautiful the she's whole time so hot she's so fucking <laughs> hot it does have just like this is just this is like a really nice, like wholesome family. They have a really good marriage, it seems like. Mm-hmm. They're they really like each other. And yeah, she's like out there and I, I kept thinking about how Stranger Things also was really doing this trope. And she's out there just like, I will find my kid. And she's like <laughs> all like talking to her kid, and she's the only one that her kid can hear mm-hmm. and it's all very ethereal supernatural whatever she like goes through she she goes through the closet to the other realm and, and then birth. comes out all fucking covered in
0: goo yeah it's the whole afterbirth yes. sequence right. yeah true. and
2: you know, i never even thought about that it's it uh, one thing that did kind of stick out to me as far as like a mother kind of energy was whenever mm-hmm. the uh doctor was talking to her and they were all sharing a drink and everything. It felt very yeah. like a mother and her daughter figuring things out together.
1: That's true. She did. She did seem very motherly. The horror ASMR the scene. ASMR I love scene. that
2: so much. Whisper.
1: God, yes. Legitimately, I'm gonna do a role play of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is such a good scene.
1: I do. I love that scene. That's also... This is also definitely a thing that feels very Spielberg to me. It's just moments of really kind of surprisingly real human connection. Mm -hmm. In the midst of something fucking completely off the wall happening. This is also something that I really liked about Jaws. Mm
0: -hmm. I, I love the scene in this where the medium, the woman that they bring in like the heavy hitter. Mm. Um, I love her. I wish
1: I was short enough to go with her for
0: Halloween. (laughs) Yeah. She's so good. Um, The scene where she's just telling the story, like she's just talking about the other, and it's just her talk. It's just a monologue. It's just her monologuing. And then she starts talking about the beast and everyone, it's it's great because it's such a comical, it's it's also such a comical scene because everyone around her is leaned in like it's fucking story time <laughs> at the library. <laughs> and it's, I don't know how she does it because it is really compelling. Like, mm-hmm. you're just, you're like, what's the beast? Like, you're terrified suddenly now and the music's creeping in. God, and yes, that's dude. And, and like, nothing happens in that scene. It's not even like necessarily necessary exposition it's just like this beautiful storytelling
1: yeah it's just a crazy thing that happens sometimes a crazy thing happens yeah now i want to do that as a story time oh my god please (laughs) (laughs) so watch out for that this summer folks (laughs) i'm gonna come out i don't know (laughs) if i have any books scary enough to to do in that voice
2: (laughs) (laughs) such a unique voice i don't even know i've never met anyone in my entire life that spoke like that i don't even know how that happens no. i don't know what
1: no Mm-mm. and is she dubbed <laughs> like i i really mm-hmm. I, I was like i was puzzling over it re-watching this one
0: that's just yeah. her that's just how she talks
2: there were kind of emotionally like resonant things that kind of surprised me I don't know if it's just mm-hmm. me getting older, because I remember first time I watched like The Haunting of Hill House, I was like, yeah, it's an amazing show. It's fantastic. But the last time I watched Haunting of Hill House, I was like a, a, like a weeping mess by the end, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt like whenever the two of them were talking, like I said, in that motherly scene where they're speaking together, and she's trying to explain to her about like the other side and all this, and I'm like, this is really hitting me. And I don't know what's going on, but... It's like a oh, it's a horror film from 82. It should not be having this effect on me, but it does.
1: Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's it's scary and also because it's so scary I think is what like really hammers the emotional resonance of it is like, you know, they're like in this very uncertain situation, but they kind of find people who mm-hmm. just are good mm-hmm. and care about them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they it's also like not just scary like they, this film like mixes kind of wonder and terror yeah right where it's like brings you to that that kind of climax but it's not like it's not mm-hmm. just jump scares it's not i mean there's nothing wrong with jump scares but mm-hmm. like it does something else where you're yeah. just like there's so many times where it's terrifying but there. They're also like like when fucking Carol Ann like moves through her, and that's a really weird thing. It's like the spirit of your child Mm -hmm. is like moving through on the staircase because she's running away from a fucking evil entity called the Beast, by the way. Yes. Yes. But that scene is like she's she's crying. She's like, she moved through me, like, you know, and it's like this really, really another emotionally resonant scene. Yeah, and it's just... it's
1: right after the psychic has built them up about the, the danger of the situation, yes. right, where she talks about the beast and how it lies to her. Yeah, oh. <laughs> so scary. Oh. Yeah, and yeah, kind of coming right down to the sort of infamous twist of this, which uh, actually is really coming from really far back now that I um, have seen this as an adult several times. <laughs> like, it's, like, you really, you see it, like, in the in the scene before where he's like, oh, yeah, we we'll just move the cemetery. And he <laughs> says, it's not like it's tribal burial grounds, it's just people. And it's like, what the fuck do you think tribal burial grounds are, my guy? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? But, so... So, yeah, where we have, like, this horror of, she's fucking falling into, like, a hole in the backyard filled with, like, floating skeletons and coffins and shit, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, like, it's horrifying, and it's also something that is, like, it's, um, it's meaningful in a lot of ways that, you know, we've built this neighborhood in a place that it doesn't belong Mm -hmm. and upset the spirits of the dead, Mm -hmm. and now they're trying to kill us, basically. (laughs) And also, like, coming through, like, the television in a way that's, like, I mean, this is very allegorical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so, but it's all, like, kind of rooted in the connection that the characters have. Like, this could have been, like, a way um, more, This could have been a way more annoying movie if it didn't have that connection. It could have just been, like, okay, I fucking get it. Mm -hmm. America's bad. (laughs)
0: I, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: like yeah, yeah.
2: But i know <laughs> it's the family just feels so lived in i think that's part of it too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're like no For i sure. believe this i believe all these relationships etc uh i yeah i i did think it was kind of funny because right after they get Carolann back like the son and her are already arguing over a toy i'm like they're just going fucking right back to what they did i thought that was like kind of realistic because i mean he's a kid he wouldn't be like oh i'm so glad to have you back so you're you know repeat reprieve from my normal behavior no they're children no so no. It, i like that a lot <laughs> stuff like that like little moments
0: it yeah. also that felt so real that when i was watching at this time i was like are they fighting like are these kids <laughs> just right now because it felt like i don't know they might you're, have been you're their
1: mom now you're the, you're like are you seriously fucking doing this well i just
0: no no i thought it was real like that's the thing i'm like i don't think these kids are acting like i think the camera's rolling and they got them to be antagonistic towards each other absolutely that's how actually it felt. you
1: know what and and that's a good instinct probably because i do think the child performances in this are really good mm-hmm. yeah and i hate children normally in movies <laughs> not in movies not normally but... <laughs> uh... yeah actually both these movies have good child performances Mm -hmm. so and a kid can make or break
2: a movie really for me oh Oh,
1: absolutely absolutely i
2: will shut that shit off
1: yeah Uh uh-huh no i don't want to see i don't want
0: to see no shitty bad acting kid (laughs) no Mm -mm. get out of here i know a weird fun fact about this movie um that i did not know before because i thought the name of the dog was really weird the dog's name is e-buzz hmm okay so do either of you know about this this dog no I was like, I was like. I don't know the- much
1: poltergeist lore, honestly. I, I okay. avoided like looking into the, like the curse or anything because I'm like, curses aren't real, and also I just want to believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like I know both at the same time. I can hold space for both, but I don't want to look too far into it. There's a lot know? of fun
0: shit that's not just curse related about right, poltergeist. Right. Um, e I I just thought Ebos was a really really weird name for anything. Yeah, let that is a weird name. A dog, and so I looked it up and um. So it's it's Spielberg paying homage to a SNL character played by Dan Aykroyd. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's so fucking weird and bizarre. Um, that's but so But it's because funny. he co-starred in um, a Spielberg's film, 1941, which came out the year before Poltergeist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. That man's mind. <laughs> he just wants to name the dog E-Buzz. I don't fucking know why. I've never seen that skit. But um, that's, now you know. Now you will forever remember E-Buzz.
2: Never forget. Wow. Such a subtle little (laughs) reference.
0: So weird. Yeah. Yeah, That's so, that's so cute. That's got (laughs) to be fun about being a filmmaker though, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can put all these weird nods in that no one else will know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I noticed John Carpenter does that too, where he just uses his friends' names, like not even changing them at all. (laughs) That's just fantastic. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is pretty fun i would love to be john carpenter's friend and have him use my name yeah if only man okay um do you guys want to guess what roger ebert gave poltergeist in 1982
0: well okay so he gave the other one a good one he mm-hmm. gave the other one four stars i feel like Holdergeist guys is so different from halloween but you know maybe roger ebert can contain multitudes i'm gonna say i'm gonna say three i'm gonna say three
2: again i hate to piggyback it was literally on my brain as you said it <laughs>
0: Jesus, i should wow. have you go first okay, i, I okay, feel like okay. a three
1: i feel like a three makes sense okay all right well you're both right kids hey <gasps>
0: Oh, Three stars,
1: man. What did he not like? What did he not like? Well, the first sentence I've I've just skimmed it, yeah. but the first sentence is: "Special effects in the movies have grown so skilled, sensational, and scary that they sometimes upstage the human actors." Okay, uh. now. Yeah, I know. As if the and special
0: effects could have ever upstaged the actual actors in this. No. <laughs> the the, the I'm, I'm skimming the rest
1: of the review and it all seems pretty positive, so I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I think he's just being curmudgeonly.
2: Like, did, did you okay. see Joe Beth Williams in this?
1: Right. I swear to right. God, he just say, um, "Okay, yeah." So he says what the plot is, and then he says, "This is all ridiculous." But Hooper and Spielberg hold our interest by observing the everyday rituals of this family so closely that since the family seems real, the weird events take on a certain credibility by association. Okay. I mean, he's I mean, right. He's <laughs> right, but I'm like, why did you dock points for that, sir? Anyway. So, that's what that's what he thought of this one. Hmm.
2: There was one thing I did want to mention that I didn't notice until this time was, did you see that weird cut in the film Whenever they're in the kitchen right after the chair slides and dude's like sitting up against the wall and then his wife is like explaining the whole thing to him and then they're just suddenly in front of the neighbor's house. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, what is this? And I looked into it and I found out why that happened. And it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
0: i want to know because i i wrote a note that was like what was that scene transition so yes i need to know i
2: thought i spaced out i was like did i take a nap and not really (laughs) they're in the neighbor's house but what happened was i guess the scene ends with craig dean elson i think his name's steven him saying i hate pizza hut and i guess pizza hut caught wind of it and they're like um pardon me sir (laughs)
0: <laughs> you hate what? Yeah. What?
2: Um, so they made them get rid of it, and it was it was already rushed to print, and so they had no choice but to just cut the scene right there.
0: What? Yes. Pizza Hut was so powerful Apparently. that they could fucking do that. The fucking Pizza Hut lobby I thought, in 1982. Yeah, God, I thought
2: Spielberg would have more power wow. than Pizza Hut, but I guess
1: what do I, what do I know? Well, corporate America. There, I was about to say again. there's a
0: there's a commentary on corporate America right <laughs> yeah, there. Holy shit! There we go. Yeah.
1: They should have just like bleeped it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate beef. <laughs> wow, that's so interesting. I never yeah, it's such a jarring I love that though there's something about I feel like it's almost like a final fuck you. I don't know who did that cut, right? But if it's like Pizza Hut's like, we don't want that in there, then they're like, well fine, we're just gonna cut the scene, it's not gonna make any goddamn sense. It's gonna look really stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. like, like, like
0: they didn't even bother. No, no nuance, so I like, yeah. fine, yeah. cut it. Fine, it's gone. Look. But
2: Pizza Hut's like, how does it hurt us at all? We we love it. That's it. Doesn't
0: it? Does not. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate
2: it.
1: (laughs) Wow.
0: Now I hate Pizza Hut. (laughs) Fuck them. Fuck them.
1: They ruined Poltergeist. Yeah. They're
0: they're not as powerful anymore. They can never get away with that now.
1: No, No, they need all the press they can
0: get. (laughs) They would love it if someone talked (laughs) shit about them in a film.
1: Any publicity
2: is good publicity. Pizza Hut.
0: We're going to bleep straight Pizza up. Hut out of this episode. <laughs> yeah, they don't
1: deserve it. There couldn't be anything worse than the exploding steak anyway. So, Oh, wow. Okay, well, okay. Also, Pizza Hut looks great next to that. I do
0: need to say that like, people kept stealing this mom's food in this film, and it was a problem for me. It made me angry for her. People kept taking her food. Strangers! Mm-hmm. Strangers took her food! Wait, I don't remember this at all. Okay, well, Where did she get her food taken? She's making breakfast, and the the guys who are doing the yard outside or whatever, um, they just re- one guy reaches oh, into the yeah, window okay. and starts grabbing shit. Okay, and I'm like, yeah, that's Look, true. No, and then later when the guy's like, "Hey, I'm hungry. I'm gonna get a snack," and he he gets a goddamn steak. What if that was their dinner for tomorrow? That is true. true. Why you fucking take it? a steak psychopath?
1: Yeah. And
2: he was gnawing a Anyways. chicken leg too. It's like what?
1: Oh my he god. He was. Yeah, he was just eating all this yeah. family's meat. A little decorum, sir. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad well, he does get he true. does get fucked with for it, so. The poltergeist yeah. is like He That's also like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I You're I a rude house guest. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Um, I like the. I did like the immediate jump too, from like the steak being fucked up to his face being fucked up. This is just like, yeah, all the meat is rancid in this Ugh. house. Your face is now falling off. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he does get it for that, yeah. and he doesn't come back. So, the moral of this movie is fuck Pizza Hut.
2: That's what we've learned today. Fuck
1: Pizza Hut. Fuck Pizza Hut. Fuck landlords. Mm-hmm. Fuck landlords. Fuck realtors. Fuck America. <laughs> <laughs> don't use real skeletons in your movie. You don't have to anymore, so it's kind of a moot point. They make realistic fake skeletons now. It's really weird that they didn't before. It is really weird.
0: What's it's up with fucking that Hollywood? weird I,
1: Actually, you know what? It's fine. You can use real skeletons, just like it should be like a checkbox on like the it should be like next to like the organ donor. Oh yeah, we talked about on, that. On your driver's license. Like, I would
0: love to donate my bones to I would to be Hollywood. a bone donor Absolutely. for sure. Hell yeah! You just gotta credit. You gotta credit my bones, though, in the in the credits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be credited for my body being yeah. bones. <laughs> yeah. Ariel Dyer. That's all I want. Bones. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure my friends and family would be thrilled. Would They're love like, my first Hollywood credit to be skeleton. Yeah. God, if only. Yeah. Well. Our skeletons have to go. We're done with this one. <laughs> I think we're done. We could Honestly, we could probably talk about both of these movies forever. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, Travis. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah. I had a
2: fantastic time.
1: Hell yeah. Awesome. And listen to Podmortem, like I said it is probably the funniest horror podcast that we listen to yeah and i, I don't know i'm speaking for ariel but she seems in agreement <laughs> <laughs> i'm in agreement yeah absolutely where can people follow you if they so desire uh, you
2: can follow me on twitter and instagram at travis mwh and uh, of course like you said listen to pod mortem release a new episode every monday yeah thank you both i'm so glad you enjoy oh, the show hell yeah
0: hell yeah how do they find pod mortem uh you can find Pod Mortem swear- at
2: kind of every pod cast place you listen to I guarantee we're there. Uh, but you can awesome. all the places. All the places. We're on uh, Twitter though at the podmortem and Instagram as well if you want to see some random horror situations. We're there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, Thanks to Travis and Mortem. Thanks to Claire Holland for our namesake, Not Your Final Girl, from her book of horror-themed poems called I Am Not Your Final Girl. You can find that in bookstores of various kinds, and you can also follow her, Claire C. Holland, on Twitter. Thanks to Brian Demarest for our show artwork. You can follow him at Evil Flynn on Instagram. Thanks to Pat Spurlock for being technical and emotional support. You can follow him at Phantom Stranger, mostly on Facebook. Check that out, Phantom Stranger you can follow our beautiful network which is called morbidly beautiful and that is at morbidly beautiful on facebook and x beauty x on twitter check out all the other shows on the network and i mean also check out just everything that the network has to offer there's also a lot of horror writing so you can read some essays and some other like cool people who really like to talk about horror movies what could be better Thanks to Ariel for writing our theme song, which is called "Under Skin," and you're about to hear it right now, so um, enjoy. You can follow us at nyfgpod on Twitter, and on Instagram, and also Not Your Final Girl on Facebook. Not Your Final Girl Gang is our group where we talk about horror-related topics. You can email us if you want at nyfgpod at gmail.com. And if you are having a fun time with this podcast, then please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We would love it (laughs) and be indebted to you forever Mm -hmm. and would feature your skeleton on podcasts to come. Absolutely. So, anything
0: else? No, I think that's it. I feel like the thanks list is so, like, it it feels like um, this is my, like, ex-evangelical um, self, but I'm like it's the prayer before the meal or like after the meal. <laughs> we, we all bow our um, heads then. <laughs> and we listen to the thanks that Candace gives us. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the doxology. I guess yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. right. <laughs> I um I work at the library, so I also I like give people a long spiel about using their library card when <laughs> I open a new one, and I I feel like I have the same tone, uh-huh. and I, I and still I build a momentum, and then when I get done, I'm like, is there anything else? Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they do and so sometimes it's like oh, there's too much to say so you're obviously probably getting bored now <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to remember anything anyway yeah. um, the fun thing about this is if you missed anything you can go back so um, bye everybody we love you Bye, later ghouls